Hey there, let's face it. Today's internet world is so saturated and everyone is fighting for their number one spot to be visible. It is no longer about running ads and having thousands of people on your email list. It is about building relationships and networking with others to grow your business and become visible. Hi, my name is Candice. I'm a podcast launch strategist and I help service-based business owners develop and deliver their message to the world by using platforms like podcasting and bringing valuable content to those who need to hear what they have to say. Welcome to the Hello C.S. Dorsey podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Hello C.S. Dorsey podcast. I have Rem on the show today. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm very good in you. I'm fine. So everyone, we are going to have a wonderful treat, literally. (laughs) Rem, can you tell everyone who you are and what you do? Sure. So I'm the founder of a small business called Miro. It's basically a chocolate company that also creates some baking goodies that have low sugar. And yeah, and then all our products are plant-based, keto-friendly and have less calories. So it's basically a better for you kind of like healthier kind of sweet treats company. Oh, that is so right of my alley. Like who don't want anything that like that's sweet and healthy. That's like your favorite. I mean, because who doesn't like like chocolate? I was looking at your website and I was just like, oh my goodness, how can I get a box? I was I was literally over here having a sweet craving. Okay. So let's talk about the inspiration behind your business. What was that like for you? So basically the this business is a reflection of my personal life, like the my relationship with food. And and it started initially with like a strong interest into like dairy-free product. And then this interest became an interest for plant-based products. And and it's the lifestyle I chose to, to have like about seven years ago. And then I get pregnant, I develop gestational diabetes. And this is where I started to look for low sugar alternatives and healthier alternatives, something that wouldn't spike my blood sugar level. So, and this is also where I started to do a lot of research about sugar because I knew that it wasn't healthy, but I didn't really realize the kind of consequences it can have. So I had to do this personal research and yeah. And and this is really what led me to create these, this company. Oh, that's awesome. So let's talk about the research. Is like how long did it take you to research and create this product? Like, could you give us like an overview of the steps that it took all the way down, all the way up to production and now selling it? Yeah, sure. So okay, so the first thing I would like to specify for those who haven't really, I mean, I know that producing like packaged goods can be perceived as some as something simple, something you can do in your kitchen. The kind of products we do can't really be done in the kitchen at the scale we do because like it would take days and nights and 
and a thousand people to help us. But so we, we basically worked with a manufacturer that, that does this. So I guess like, and also I have like experience with food because I used to live in Europe and I created back then like the first vegan Magnum style of ice cream there. So it's not really my first like food company. So, so basically what, what, what happens is you initially do your like, some research and development you really try to understand the market you try to understand to see if your product is covered by other other companies and and if they've missed something because like for me my philosophy is very simple like I will never create a product that is already very well executed by someone else or by another company it's not really the area I want to be in so and you really try to understand also the customer customer's pain points so for example some people can be like oh like low sugar can have aftertaste okay so fair enough that's a fair comment how do we remove the aftertaste and then others for example will be like you know, like each customer has like some preference for sweeteners. So you try to understand their preference and also you try to understand why they don't like some sweeteners and you do your investigation on whether it's valid because there is a lot of misinformation as well. So whether it's valid or not, if it's FDA compliant and if they, there has been some research as well by universities or any other bodies that like that can give us a clue on like if this product can be like is the best version of itself. So if it's, it can really help us in, in what we're trying to achieve and or if we could find like something better. And, and this really, this phase, I would say is... A six-month phase. It's a lot of research, and and then like you start looking for a manufacturer that can really work with your specifications, and looking for a manufacturer is, it depends, but it can be six months up to a year, and then you start your research. You start doing your tests. You start developing like your formulation and everything. So for me, it took me overall about a year and a half to develop those products. But I know that, for example, for my previous company for ice cream, it took me about two and a half years just because, I mean, formulating ice cream, like handheld ice creams with a chocolate cover is a nightmare. Like it's very complex. So why chocolate bars are a bit easier, but they still have some complexity due like to the mouthfeel. Like when you do like low sugar, you, you want to get like the same texture, the same mouthfeel than compared to a traditional alternative. So, so there is still complexity, but not as much as chocolate, as, as ice cream, for example. So yeah, so we had about a year and a half. Wow, that's amazing. And, you know, I was just thinking about when you talked about the aftertaste, because we all know when if we don't use like the actual regular sugar, we use like artificial sugars or other sugars. It's not sugars, but sweeteners. Sometimes you do get that aftertaste. And what was what was the biggest hurdle for you on with that? Like perfecting that and making sure that it doesn't have like that, you know, that aftertaste, but still being healthy I think that's like really hard to do (laughs) yes so okay so basically what we did we just broke down the various like so so we created a blend but before going for a blend we just like looked at each sweetener their like their molecule molecules like how they combine together the kind of 
taste and texture they, they would have and, and the effect with the cocoa. So in our case, so for us, I know that, so we use stevia, for example. So I know that stevia, if you just like use it on its own, has a very strong aftertaste. But, but if you look above that, I mean, stevia is a botanical leaf, so it's quite natural. And if it's processed in the right way, like into a powder or a liquid form, it can be done like in a, it can be really, really amazing. So for us, it was more like, how do we remove this aftertaste? What kind of other products will add? And then we started like to look at several alternatives like allulose and erythritol and monk fruit and like all the various alternatives. And we decided to go with erythritol. The reason so erythritol initially is derived from like a few like a few fruits like for example melon is an example it can also be taken from like figs like and there there are a few fruits that can t- like create naturally some some erythritol like some form of erythritol that I mean, the, 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 the first component of erythritol that will become erythritol depending on how you 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 you, you process it. So, and then something we, one of the pain points we found that our, I mean, that some customers have is the fact that every three toes, sometimes some people don't really digest it very well. So we, we really looked for the why, why they don't digest it. And we realized that something that companies don't really talk about is fermentation in every three toes. And, and for that reason, we decided to ferment our erythritol to help with digestion. So, like, so far, we've never, ever had any complaint of people not being able to digest our sweeteners just because of the way we, we ferment, we gently ferment our erythritol. For example, we buy our stevia from the farmer and, and we do all the steps ourselves. So, so yeah, so that's how we manage. And then we, we tried, I don't know how many combinations of, of sweetener blends to, to manage to get a taste that is really close to sugar. Wow. Wow. This is so amazing because, and I, for those of you who are listening, I want you guys to digest all of this (laughs) (laughs) and understand that creating a product, creating a food product, especially is, it's not as easy as it may seem or look like you have to do your research. You have to make sure that, you know, especially when you're doing a more healthier route, you want to make sure that everyone, you know, can digest it. It tastes good and continue to do research feedback from customers is so important. So that's all, you know, that's everything that I'm hearing that, you know, you had to go through. So hats off to you. What an amazing adventure. So can you remember a time in your business or starting out where you had a hello moment? Well, I I had a lot for sure. I just can't remember right now. I think maybe, maybe when yeah, actually, I remember one. So our products are, for example, plant-based and keto-friendly. And the first month we put on the market our products, we realized that people who, so like interestingly enough, the large, like the, the vast majority of our customers don't follow a plant-based diet, nor are keto-friendly, like nor they follow a keto diet. They are just like people who have a strong interest in healthier products. 
And, and we something we discovered is the fact that they all have a perception of our product that were different. And, and, and we got feedbacks that were really different. Like, and, and you, could, you could really divide this feedback in two or three categories. I would say more two categories. Like people who follow, are you, who are used to like vegan products and people who are used to keto products. And we realized they don't have the same taste buds. And what one says, like if, for example, people like vegan people say, yeah, it's good. Keto people will say, well, it doesn't taste that good and vice versa. So we had to reformulate to find, and, the, and the, the issue we had was with fat. So like initially people who followed a keto diet, absolutely, like they raved about our products because it contained a lot of good fats. And people who followed like a plant-based diet were like, oh, I want something more chocolatey, less fatty. So we reformulated and we created like this balance to suit all the palettes. And this was an aha moment because we never, ever thought this would happen. Like, and, and when you think about it, like when I started my plant-based journey seven years ago, I, my taste buds have like after a few months, it's like I retrained them, but I forgot about this episode of my life. Like, I totally forgot it. So yeah, so it's it's fair enough because when you follow a diet for quite some time, you you train, you retrain your your taste buds. And you know, sometimes even if it's so like now I'm telling this, it will seem very obvious. Sometimes you you miss it, you miss this point. So this was an aha moment for me personally. And and I don't regret having done it because the products taste like really, really good. We have the the right balance and they taste even better than the first version. So I'm, I'm super happy about it. That's amazing. So, okay. So you just, it's just born. You didn't make like a separate product for keto and plant-based customers. You basically took one product and balanced it out to make it, you know, good for both of them. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. So we decided to, because basically, so yes, you're correct. So like we had the vegans that were saying that the product, yeah, I mean, the taste was good, but a bit too much, there there was a bit too much fat, but people who followed a keto diet were like so happy because there was a lot of fat and they need the fat for their diet. So we decided to, to still, to, to reduce the amount of fat, increase the amount of cocoa because cocoa is still like, especially cocoa butter has still like a lot of, a lot of fat, but the amount of chocolate liquor gives this chocolate taste profile that vegans wanted. And so we managed somehow to, 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 to keep everyone happy, but I feel that the taste we managed to get is, I mean, if I, I didn't have this problem, I wouldn't have gone into this direction. So that's, I think, the, the, the key point here. Sometimes you have a problem that leads you to a direction you would, have, you would never have thought about. Yeah, and that's what happened for us. That's good. And everyone, you hear that? Problems are good. <laughs> <laughs> Depends which ones. <laughs> this one was good. And I completely agree with you on that. Like, yeah, because you, you just never know what direction you would be able to go. But I I think that is so wonderful that you were able to make that one product for both because I see a lot of products that's just, it's like either or. And then yeah. some products is like, okay, well, it's keto, vegan, and then they have like 
three different three different palettes, I will say, or diets that you know it's comparable to, but that's very rare. You don't see that often. Like you know, if you're on the keto diet and you know you see something that someone who's basically just straight vegan can both eat it as well. So that's really good. That is awesome. So are there any last minute advice that you have for our listeners out there? Maybe they're thinking about, you know, developing a product or maybe they already have a product idea, or maybe they're thinking about going this route to start off with. Do you have any advice for anyone who's listening out there just starting out? I think there are like, we can, yeah, I think there are two types of products. There are products that really bring something new to the market and products that are already existing. Like for example, chocolate has always existed. It has always been there. There were like some low sugar version of chocolate before me, before before I create my own. But those versions had some like we could easily improve them. So I think that depending on which direction you go, if it's like a new product, you need to measure the education you have to, to do. And if you'll be able to support financially, the fact you're going to educate people because it takes time and it takes money. And if you decide to create a me too product, meaning a product that already exists on the market, but you just want to have like, basically like a piece of of the cake then in that case you really need to understand the pain points of your customers and what your competitors haven't managed to to do yet what their customers reproach them to like that they are not doing and and go that route so for example if you take amazon i mean amazon now is of course like we all know amazon but um, in the past, when they started, like they really doubled down on logistics because there were other uh, companies where you could buy like some CDs or some some books online. But what really revolutionized Amazon and the world is their logistics. So you know, like they didn't create a new thing that wasn't out there. They just focused on one point they were like other people were not doing and and they addressed it in such a good way that they managed I mean to to become the to to become the number one so yeah I would say don't really focus on your competitors just analyze them analyze what their customers want that they couldn't get from them and really try to focus on these on this part so yeah and, and create a product around those pain points that were not addressed Awesome. That sounds very good. All right. So where can everyone find? We sell through our website only. So our website is mirror.co, which is M-I-I-R-O.co. Yeah. And, and we just do it through our website at the moment. Awesome. Yes, we would definitely link that up in the show notes. I do see a Facebook and an Instagram handle as well that you guys have, right? Yes. Yes, okay, that's perfect. right. Awesome. We'll go ahead and link that up as well. Well, Rim, thank you so much for coming on the show and just sharing all your wonderful knowledge. This is really good. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me.